the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Get ready to take notes, because school is now in session. Tackling the biggest issues in education, this is Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Here are your hosts, Headmaster Rebecca Hagstrom and co-host Mark Durkin. And welcome to Education America, where we are taking steps to save the classroom so that we can save the country. Come along with us here every Saturday night on AM 1280. Patriot at 6 o'clock, where K-12 through education is the playing field. And as the 16th president, Abraham Lincoln, so succinctly stated, he said the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. I'm Mark Durkin, joined by my co-host and founder of Liberty Classical Academy, Rebecca Hegstrom. And good evening to you, Mark. So great to see you. You as well. And I'm thankful yeah. that we have our wonderful guest here tonight, who we're yes. going to talk about here in just a little bit. Mm-hmm. But here on Education America... We have spent much time discussing the growing division that has marred countless classrooms across Minnesota and the rest of the country. Critical race theory, the 1619 Project, comprehensive sex education, and gender identity, just to name a few. And from leadership in government to leaders of teachers' unions and school districts, our nation's children are on the receiving end of an ideological indoctrination that is being passed off as truth. Mm -hmm. Well, a few months ago, we discussed that these ideologies stem from a worldview that is devoid of truth. And we know that the embodiment of truth is God himself. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of all knowledge. And as Christian churches and ministries are working at helping children develop a biblical worldview, our guest tonight says it's time for the church in America to engage the culture if it wants to stop the culture from changing our children through the education system. Mm-hmm. Yes, and joining us in studio tonight to discuss this very important work is Roger Peterson. Mr. Peterson has uh, helped start Nehemiah Reset uh, about three years ago and currently serves as the executive director. Before helping start the organization, Roger spent more than 40 years in the financial arena, including stints with the U.S. Naval Department. Arthur Anderson, and Carlson Companies. And throughout his career, Roger has always been involved with kids as a coach, church youth director, Sunday school superintendent, and more. You're a busy man. <laughs> and when he and his wife discovered that ki- that their kids were, um, or that kids are being doc- indoctrinated in the public school system, they together with other concerned parents started a Christian school. And he has invested a large amount of his personal time in education because of his six children and 20 grandchildren. Roger, thank you so much for joining us tonight on Education America. Well, it's a privilege privilege to be here, and I'm just uh, thankful that you do this type of program for people to get more educated as to what's going on in the public schools. Oh, thank you so much. You. Yes, we, we believe that's important, too. And it's interesting. We started this show five years ago, almost six years almost ago. Almost six, yep. And... 
back then it seemed that there was so much need, you know, so much to be concerned about and so much that we needed to share. And, and like you, you know, 20 years ago, even I saw it and that's what prompted us to start Liberty Classical Academy too. But boy, would we have ever imagined that even just in the last couple of years, how far things would go off the rails with our public school system. Well, you can imagine how I feel when my kids were going to school and we saw this. Yeah. And uh, that's what prompted us to pull our kids out of public school and put them in mm-hmm. and actually start a Christian school. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you mind me asking? Oh, no. You, is the school still there? Do we, no, do we know? No, it okay, is not. It, is it not was so. started in a church. And yes. as there was a change in pastors, it mm. finally kind of went. Lost the support. Yeah, yeah. Lost its support. Yeah, that can happen. That's unfortunate. But it got your children and many other children through, and I'm right. sure that was a wonderful experience for them while it was there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it builds a good foundation for the kids as yeah. they get off into the culture and uh, get involved in maybe perhaps some other schools. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Well, your organization, um, Nehemiah Reset, is named after the biblical Jewish cupbearer, Nehemiah. Can you explain for our listeners the importance of Nehemiah's life 2,000 years ago and why is his life's purpose significant for the United States today? Well, I think the way I would do this is explain it based upon why we named Nehemiah reset after Nehemiah. Mm-hmm. Nehemiah uh, was uh, grew up as as you mentioned. He was a cupbearer for the king. Mm-hmm. Cupbearer is a pretty important position. Mm-hmm. Uh, much like Daniel and Joseph, he was pretty high up in the hierarchy of mm-hmm. the uh, Babylonian government. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time when he was there, it was just after the captivity period, where. Uh, Cyrus, who about 50 years before that had sent uh, someone back to actually build the temple again. Mm-hmm. And then he sent Ezra back to assist in that. But Jerusalem was still in ruin. In ruin. Mm-hmm. And, and the walls weren't built. Right. Nehemiah, uh, in, if you look at Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 5, uh, Nehemiah was uh, so concerned about that. He cried out to God for help. Uh, Mm -hmm. What should he do about it? Um, And he got an answer not too long after that Mm -hmm. when the king saw that Nehemiah was just sad, not not looking very good. Nehemiah, what's wrong? Mm -hmm. And so Nehemiah uh, said, well, and before he did this, he prayed. Yes. I mean, I I think that's... (laughs) You know, that's a key for all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing before we do anything, we should mm-hmm. pray. Mm-hmm. But Nehemiah shows us what happens when we do that. He mm-hmm. said his first prayer, and then just before he answered the king, he said another short prayer, one of those arrow prayers. Yeah. And so then the, uh, Nehemiah answered and said, well, the city's in ruin, the walls are broken down. And the king asked a real short question and i you you should be surprised at the question he asked well when are you going and <laughs> when will you be back mm-hmm. you can imagine mm-hmm. he's sending his cupbearer who saves him from being mm-hmm. uh, uh deadly poisoned or mm-hmm. whatever and he's sending him away well mm-hmm. nehemiah answered the question got letters and went to jerusalem uh he gets there and then 
he surveys the walls, but he does it at night. Yeah. You know, that seems pretty strange, mm-hmm. but he did it so he had a good understanding of what was going on. And then over the next few uh, weeks, he starts building the wall, and he does it by dividing the responsibilities for to the residents who are right behind the wall that would have the most concern about that portion of the wall. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of what Nehemiah Reset is trying to do. We want people in their communities yep. mm-hmm. to get concerned, form mm-hmm. teams, and help us monitor what's going on in the public schools today. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it, interesting. So, so that's really mm-hmm. uh, how we kind of uh, talked about ne- Nehemiah, why we kind of do are doing what we're doing, and we think the Twin Cities needs a reset. Mm-hmm. Yes, you know, mm-hmm. we need to redo what we're go- what we're mm-hmm. doing and what's been going on. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt, and we can we can see. Um, uh, evidence of that with all of the involvement of the parent groups in this last election, um, many of which were not successful. They were very close. I think many of these parent groups put out some candidates to try to push back in the election process, but um, some of them were successful, some of them were not. And um, I guess that's only one way that, that we can have a reset. Well, and mm-hmm. it, it was great to see that we did have a lot of uh, not just pushback, but people, uh, parents involved. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. You know, it's the first time. The first that, time in a long time. And probably 30, 40 years that I've been involved where sure. I've seen that m- much parent involvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, And I think that's great to see. Yes. Hopefully that's a good uh, gauge for us going into the, the future. future. Absolutely. Yeah, and as you're alluding yeah. to, I mean, many Americans, not only here in Minnesota, across the country, deeply troubled by the moral and spiritual decline that's been emerging in our country for decades. You know, this is a time that the church must be the light that shines and makes a great impact in pushing back and consuming really just kind of the spiritual darkness that's all around us. You know, you alluded to the fact that you're wanting to get uh, families involved in regards to confronting the problems that they're seeing right now. Share specifically the mission of the organization. Well, Nehemiah Reset, their mission is to uh, build, ha- build biblical worldview yeah. for uh, people in the church uh, that uh, would, especially on relevant issues, cultural issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that by forming salt and light teams or what we call cultural impact teams to educate, inform, mo- mobilize them in okay. the culture. Mm-hmm. So that's really our mission is really to get uh, the church. And when we mean the church, we're talking about the people in the church. Right. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not all, it's certainly not all the time, especially to, in today's world where we can actually get the official church mm-hmm. to be involved. But sure. we, we want the people involved. Right, yeah. right. What are some of the cultural issues that your organization engages in in order to see God's kingdom grow here in the Twin Cities? Well, our our targets uh, lately have been primarily those issues that are going on in the schools because sure. that's where we see that we can have the greatest impact. And those mm-hmm. are things like uh, critical race theory, mm-hmm. comprehensive sex education, mm-hmm. equity, the 1619 Project. Right. Uh, all all these, mm-hmm. uh, and and now with the Minnesota new social study standards, right. that's another one that uh, just kind of keeps raising its ugly head. It does. Yeah. And, I know. 
<laughs> third, the third draft just the came third out. The third draft, yeah. right. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we, we want to educate the, the parents and the church in those issues mm-hmm. because so often, uh, you know, they hear it like you hear most of the work right now or, or the pushback is on critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the left is saying, well, we don't teach critical right. race theory. Right. right. Well, and that's why it's important to understand what it is because they certainly teach the various aspects of critical mm-hmm. race theory. Right. And today mm-hmm. most parents don't understand all the aspects. And that, that's part of our job is educating these people. And yeah. we produce videos on those things. Those oh, you do? Yeah, okay. Teaching materials. That's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the reason, again, why we're not seeing the, you know, the reset or the transformation, the godly transformation in the culture is because up until now, really, the, the church hasn't been consistently engaging uh, with the culture. What does it mean specifically for God's church to be engaged in culture on these issues without really continuing or allowing Satan's plan of changing the church to look like the culture? Well, I think for so long the church has kind of preached you need to be involved in Bible studies, you need to be, and your friends are all church people. You're not really even knowing people that are outside the church, Mm -hmm. what I call the church culture. Right. Mm -hmm. And unless you actually engage in the culture, engage with your friends, your neighbors, with uh, people that maybe you see at work, uh, at school, Mm -hmm. wherever, unless you engage... Right. Uh, you're not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we we can't have an impact on culture unless we really get out into the culture. Mm-hmm. And I think the church has missed the boat at uh, doing that. Mm-hmm. They've put up an imaginary line between um, the gospel and culture, but they are really inextricably tied in, in terms of if we really want to um, be a part of the culture in a real way, you really have to integrate it into everything we do as Christians. We can't um, separate ourselves. So, well, and, yeah. and I think a, a, a good model, at least one that we look at, is Pastor Jack Hibbs out in California. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jack's church does this very well. In oh, fact— I've uh, never heard of him. I'm going to have to look that uh, up. You should look— uh, Is that yeah, Calvary Chapel? Cal- Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. Uh, okay. His his church has a organization much like Nehemiah Reset. It's called Real Impact. Hmm. Uh, Real Impact, uh, in fact, was the model that we started with. And uh, they, Gina Gleason, who heads that up, does an excellent job at uh, bringing the church into the culture. Hmm. That's good. So. Well, and somewhat related to that, um, as you've been talking about getting the church moving to become more engaged in the culture, your organization engages the church in culture with salt and light teams. Um, can you explain for our listeners the importance of the biblical usages of salt and light? And then what are these teams comprised of and what are they trained to do? Well, the the uh, reason that we decided to name them salt and light was for— if you go to Matthew 5.13, mm-hmm. uh, it talks about you are the salt of the earth. Mm-hmm. And and what does salt do? Well, it preserves. Mm-hmm. It uh, enhances flavor. You know, you put it mm-hmm. on a lot of food, and it really makes the food taste better. Yeah. Uh, so 
as a as a salt and light member part of what your job is to get into the culture be the model that other people can look at and say well here's somebody that understands what's going on here's somebody that upholds those things that uh, Jesus wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And the same thing would be true with light. Mm -hmm. Uh, He said, you're the light of the world. Mm -hmm. So we need to shine our light. He said, don't hide your light under a bushel basket. Mm -hmm. You want to put it on top of the hill so that everybody can see from what you're doing, everybody can see the model that Jesus wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we named it Salt and Light. Uh, as I said, out in Jack's Jack Hibbs Church, mm-hmm. he calls it cultural impact teams. Oh, okay, okay, so, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. why you know we interchange that, and and certainly some of the teams that we've helped set up are, let's say, not all Christians, mm. and so hmm. uh, we, you know, we don't demand that people be Christian, but uh, we we certainly train all our training material and mm-hmm. stuff is. Uh, Christian mm-hmm. based. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know um, if you're going to go into this, but I'd like to maybe know a little bit more about that. So um, you're inviting people to make an impact on the culture, um, sometimes maybe just in positive ways that aren't necessarily all from a Christian perspective. Like maybe you, you would want them to influence in the realm of family and being involved with your children. Is that kind well, of how they well, would manage let, if they let, weren't? Let's say... Uh, someone someone comes to us and says, I have a group already. Mm-hmm. I have a group in uh, Maple Grove or yeah. whatever, and it's uh, made up of people in the community. Okay. And, yes, there are some things that we would support, mm-hmm. like maybe something in the school systems mm-hmm. on CRT and some of these issues mm-hmm. we talked about, but there are other things that really uh, Christians – aren't involved with and and mm-hmm. don't uh, really get involved with, we would help them. We would provide training material for them, mm-hmm. but we probably, you know, we wouldn't necessarily uh, be connected with uh, Nehemiah Reset. Okay, so, okay, got it. So okay. we're so you train, but they're not always the ones that are going to stay connected to the organization. And and we're okay. not we're not I, we're not out there to uh, have ownership of these uh, groups. Sure, we're out there. If they need help in training, if they need resources, for mm-hmm. example, if they need a copy of the Minnesota mm-hmm. Social Study yeah. Standards, we'll mm-hmm. have that available. Mm-hmm. If they need some of this other stuff, uh, information, we'll have that available. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about a lot of the, the ide- ideologies, of course, that are now front and center in, in, the, in a lot of the public schools. We hear a lot about critical race theory. That's been talked about much. You can't go anywhere without hearing the discussion on critical race theory. Um, A part of that is this 1619 Project. Okay, It it basically asserts that America's founding was not at the time of the Declaration of Independence, uh, but it was at the time that uh, several uh, slaves ended up on the the, the shores of the Jamestown uh, colony in, in 1619. Well, right now there's a coming book version that people may not be aware of, and it's called A New Origin Story, along with other materials that that seem destined that they're going to be used at some point in our nation's public schools. You know, what can you tell us, if, if anything, you might know about the book? And what are Salt and Team Lights doing to combat its being implemented in schools and history curriculums? Well, well first of all, it's not... Uh 
I mean, it's out. Okay. I did I, not even know about this book. I'm so surprised. The, yeah. I have the teacher's curriculum okay. right here. Sure. Okay. And that uh, it's primarily uh, going to be done in secondary education, mm-hmm. ninth through twelfth grade. Uh, it basically mirrors what uh, Nicole Hannah Jones talked about mm-hmm. in her original uh, article mm-hmm. uh, in the New York Times. Um, so it, but it's more just indoctrination. Mm-hmm. If you look at what's being done it's it consists of i think it's 18 essays okay so it's that they would read that they would read Mm -hmm. but they're questions Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. the teachers instructed to ask and most of it is more in it's not like well what do you uh, think or what 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 do you think about some of this stuff but it's more trying to uh change the history Mm -hmm. of when america was founded you know uh Mm -hmm. there her premise is America was founded in 1619 when the first slaves came into mm-hmm. Virginia yep. mm-hmm. uh, because she's a Marxist. She wants to change the history because if you can change the history, you can eventually change, change the culture. culture. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And so uh, I think people might be interested. I'll give a couple of resources yes, here from this. Let's see here. At least I had it. Oh, here it is. I was looking at it. Um, there's other curriculum out here. One one that people haven't talked a lot about is Black Lives Matter curriculum. Yes, I was going to say there's you, that. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. find that at Black Lives Matter at School dot com, mm-hmm. and you can go there and find all kinds of uh, information on that, that curriculum. And that's that's being pushed around as well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more 1619 uh, curriculum at the Pulitzer Center uh, and Pulitzer Pulitzer yeah uh, you can find that uh, at tinyurl.com hmm. slash Pulitzer P-U-L-I-T-Z-E-R mm-hmm. lesson plan hmm. okay so uh, that's some other 1619 project and then there's some other uh, pr- uh, teaching material that's being used at teachingforchange.org. Hmm. <clears throat> and, of course, I guess I, sh- I should also mention that uh, Planned Parenthood has uh, all kind of teaching curriculum on sex education that's being yes. pushed right. in the schools. Yes, yes, yeah, that's correct. And that's actually been going on for a while. That's not anything well, new. That, that's mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what got my wife and I started in doing the Christian school was oh, okay. way back 20 it, years, 30 years ago. 30 years ago. 30 years, wow, uh, wow. That, the sex education was what we pointed out, mm-hmm. uh, and so, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been this stuff has been going on for a long time. It's just that finally, people because of COVID, yeah, mm-hmm. s- saw what they were really teaching, right. and I can't encourage parents enough mm-hmm. that they need to be asking to see the materials that are being taught. Yes. Mm-hmm. Including the lesson plans, and right. they have a right to see those. Mm-hmm. And if for some reason that doesn't work, uh, give us a call or uh, mm-hmm. send us an email, and we, we will do what we can to assist you in getting that. Yep. And you're, just to be clear, since you're here, I'll just share your email. Looks like it's rpeterson at org, And then your website is org. 
So very easy to remember, right. and um, it sounds like you've got quite a few resources available on your website. There, and and we're constantly producing. We produce animated videos. Okay. So uh, not necessarily speakers, but animated videos that mm-hmm. people can watch, and they're usually from two minutes to ten minutes. Wow. So they're short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that people th- that have short attention spans <laughs> can watch them. And but what mm-hmm. we try to do is do uh, some videos on each of the various uh, cultural issue topics. Okay. And then as we learn more, like we did one on the Minnesota Social Studies standard okay. here, probably have to do another one now with the yeah, third. Third one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So right. Uh, and and. Quite honestly, we probably will do one on this uh, new sixteen nineteen yeah. project because right. yes. we. Ha- I just pulled this down when Mark sent me the question on the sixteen nineteen project because <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize mm-hmm. the other thing that we need to realize too is I think this is the number one seller on uh, the bookseller now the six, on the list the book, the um, book. A, new, a new a new origin, origin. story or oh, a new yeah. origin it's, yeah it's all over the internet yeah yeah I'm sure it is I'm sure it is. Um, well, we're running low on time here, Roger, so I just want to make sure we get to ask you about your more recent work, which has been specifically to work in this year's elections. and The school board elections. Uh, the school board elections, yep. So what positives did you see emerge in the arena of school boards as a result of your organization's work? Well, I think, I, I can't say I saw a lot of positives from our work, but I, yeah. ha- I did see a lot of positives from the work that was done across the metro. Yes, okay. You know, there mm-hmm. were a total of, I think, uh, maybe 30 or so districts that we found people that uh, were conservatives mm-hmm. and were running. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think out of that, there was 15 or 16 that actually won. Okay. Uh, as I was telling Mark before we started, there were a number of slates, mm-hmm. people where there were three openings and three were running. A number of those slates uh, just were narrowly defeated. Yes. Right. That's what we saw. We saw that with, yes, up in White Bear. I know that was the case. And District one ninety six also. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Rosemount Eagle or Egan rather after Valley. Didn't Coast. Kim Kim Bauer? Didn't didn't their group win? She did not win. Well, she did not win. No. She's probably wondering why I wrote to her. Congratulations. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she. I think she was within seventy or eighty votes. Oh my goodness! Somebody had told no, me that she had actually see, made it across the finish yeah, line. I'll I have did to not circle see back with any him. slates at one. Okay, wow. Okay, but that's unfortunate. There were maybe one or two where one of the if there was a three person slate, one of the people won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I think across the metro, that's probably the biggest disappointment. Yeah, yeah. That's it. So, that is. Uh, mm-hmm. but I I hope next year that we can do something similar. We did have a program here on Salem mm-hmm. uh, with uh, American Experiment. And uh, mm-hmm. one of the Osseo school board members where we tried to hype the school board mm-hmm. elections a yeah. couple uh, days before. Um, and we'd like to do that again. Mm-hmm. We need more participation, though, in the school districts mm-hmm. so that we identify more candidates. Mm-hmm. Uh, they get properly trained. We're, we're going to try to do some more training. Mm-hmm. I know American Experiment had a great uh, training uh, program. 
uh, they're uh, committed to do some more training. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. think if we can get candidates identified, get them comfortable in running, mm-hmm. uh, I think we have a good shot at uh, doing a great mm-hmm. job the next go yeah, around. Well, we just want yeah. to repeat, too, just our appreciation for you, Roger, and just all of the grassroots organizations that are working so hard, because that's where education on these issues is going to happen. It's going to mm-hmm. be at the ground. It's not going to come through the media. It's not going to come through people's favorite personalities. It has to start from the ground and just continue to build on that momentum. That's right. Roger, thank you so much for joining us one more time. This is Roger Peterson from Nehemiah Reset, and their website is nehemiahreset.org. Thank you thank so you. much for joining us. We're thank so you. happy to have you, and best wishes to you, and thank you for all your hard work. Thank you. All right, and thank you, Mark, and thank you to our listeners. We will see you next week at AM 1280 The Patriot, 6 p.m. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.